The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. It's good to be here. Can I hear a hello back? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's great to be invited here. I'm really uh, glad to uh, be with you. I was here a few years ago um, speaking. I, I'm, I'm not sure what, it was a mission week, but um, I was with um, uh, Dr. Cos Crosscomb when he was here and he invited me. So um, we're gonna put some slides up just so that uh, you can see a little bit of what Esperanza looks like and a little bit of what North Philly's like. So um, I'll begin. Um, uh, Esperanza is the word, Spanish word that means hope. And our mission statement is compelled by the love of God in Christ Jesus in cooperation with the church and others. Esperanza is a multicultural ministry that um, provides holistic health care to the Latino and other communities of North Philadelphia. So um, as we've heard, um, we've been around about uh, 35 years and um, Esperanza started with just one doctor and one nurse um, in North Philly um, trying to uh, care for the patients um, that didn't have any physicians around. Um, but now we've grown to three sites. That's our Fifth Street site there. Um, uh, we have 250 staff, and we um, take care of 15,000 patients in about 60,000 visits a year. Uh, we have about 40 um, medical providers um, that are medical, dental, and um, behavioral health. So. We serve in North Philadelphia, which if you're familiar at all with North Philly, um, it's a, a, um, many impoverished community um, neighborhoods and um, very under-resourced. Um, if you've heard of Kensington, you might know that it's kind of an, uh, it's called the epicenter of the opioid crisis in the United States. So there's just a lot of people that are um, very um, sick and um, uh, struggling um, often with addiction. There's a lot of selling of drugs um, outside uh, our building and um, people that um, live kind of on the sidewalks and in the streets. Um, our, our cornerstone at um, uh, Kensington is, um, says our purpose and it says, to the glory of God for the people of Kensington. So loving God, loving people, um, that's kind of what we're trying to do and have uh, help people gain health or stay healthy. So poverty is bad for your health. Um, there's so many ways that poverty works against being a full and complete and healthy person. So um, first of all, access to care. Um, there's not a lot of physicians that work in communities of poverty. Um, people can't afford them. Um, there's the problem of um, sometimes uh, if you don't have additional money and you're, you have a roof leak or you have uh, your furnace goes out, you can't afford uh, to get it fixed, and that's bad for your health. We see with a lot of our patients um, kind of a food insecurity um, where they, um, they either can't afford their food or they can't afford healthy foods um, that um, bring about health. Um, unstable housing also for many reasons um, is bad for our health. Um, once you do go to a doctor, if you might need extra tests for diagnoses, sometimes um, purposes, sometimes people can't uh, afford to pay for that, so they don't go to the doctor. Um, there's a lack of places to exercise that are um, safe, 
And then I think the biggest one, I think, uh, which is uh, hard for most of us in North Philly is the fact that there's a certain amount of violence in the community and trauma is just affects everything about us in our health, mind, body, and spirit. And when you have kids growing up in a community like that, it adds just complications to them being healthy and whole people. So when I think of, um, of Esperanza, I think of um, two different um, words. And the first one is uh, shalom, and the second one is compassion. So shalom is a, uh, in, you probably have heard that word, right? It's uh, kind of a greeting. Sometimes that Jewish people say to each other, it's kind of how's it going. It means peace. So it's a Hebrew word, but, um, but it's more than the English word of peace. It's, it's um, like complete peace. It's, it's fullness. It's um, wholeness. Sometimes it's um, uh, translated prosperity. It's wellness. All's good with you. You're whole. Um, and really, it's being in good relationship with one another, with God, with um, the world, um, with yourself. And that's the way God created us. He created us to have shalom. And yet, what we know in our world is that, um, yeah, it's kind of broken, right? Um, we don't see shalom uh, well done anywhere, but in particularly, I think in um, communities of poverty, uh, there's uh, shalom is really hard to come by. So I like to think of us as being partners with God in bringing about shalom in North Philadelphia. Um, it's this idea that He's going to bring His kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven, and we get to uh, we get to participate in that. When I think of Jesus, like Jesus was all about shalom. He didn't think of people just in terms of healing them physically. Um, if you look at his life, you know, his whole ministry was really about preaching and um, healing people. But he didn't just heal um, a person um, like uh, the leper. He, he didn't just heal the leper, but he healed the leper and he touched the leper, knowing that the leper might, not, might need something um, more personal than just the healing of his body. Um, when he raised the little girl from the dead, he also fed her breakfast, or maybe it was lunch, I don't know. But he fed her because he said she needs something to eat. Um, when the paralytic, when the friends of the paralytic brought him to Jesus, he couldn't walk, and Jesus did have him walk. He healed him in that way, but before that, he, he said, I, I'm, I forgive you for your sins. So he knew that there's spiritual sides to us, there's physical, there's emotional sides, and he wants to bring about a, a full shalom. And so at Esperanza, we try and think, what will it do mean to bring shalom into our community and into our patients' lives? And then um, the word compassion. Um, sometimes I think it's gone out of style, the word, word compassion, but um, compassion is respecting the God-ordained dignity of another person, um, and it's seeking their shalom. And I just love this one quote um, by Henry Nouwen about what God's compassion is like. Here we see what compassion means. It's not a bending toward the underprivileged from a privileged position. It's not reaching out from on high to those who are less fortunate below. It's not a gesture of sympathy or pity for those who fail to make it in the upward pull. On the contrary, compassion means going directly to those people and places where suffering is most acute and building a home there. God's compassion is total, absolute, unconditional, and without reservation. It is the compassion of the one who keeps going to the most forgotten corners of the world 
and who cannot rest as long as he knows that there are still human beings with tears in their eyes. It is the compassion of a God who does not merely act as a servant, but whose servanthood is a direct expression of his divinity. I like that definition because it's not about pitying anybody. It's not about I'm more together than you are as our patients. It's about we're, we're together um, people that God has put his compassion on, and that's what we're trying to do um, with people in North Philly. So I moved to North Philly um, 24 years ago, and that's a longer story. I'd love to tell it to you someday. Maybe um, we can do that at some point. But I've, I moved there and um, 24 years ago, but 25 years ago, I took a short-term mission trip to Nigeria. And while I was in Nigeria, I saw um, God in a different culture. I saw him, the people worshiping him in Nigeria, uh, and God looked very African. And I'd never thought of God as an African before. And in fact, if I thought about it, most of what God was about looked like me. <laughs> Instead of me have, uh, thinking of God and um, being in him, his image, I think in some ways um, I put him in my image. And so um, just that one trip uh, to Nigeria, I think, began my life um, that was going to go to North Philly. And so I thought after that, God seemed so amazing to me um, in this d different culture that I wanted to worship God in uh, another culture. And so I looked around to find a church that was multicultural, and I ended up in North Philly um, going to church at this place called Spirit and Truth Fellowship. Um, I loved it there, and I loved the people right from the beginning, and the worship was very beautiful and very multicultural. And I thought, this is a good place for me. Um, but I thought, Philly looked a little bit harsh, <laughs> North Philly. Um, I love the people. Um, but the space looked hard. It looked like I couldn't live there. Um, it was very crowded, loud, um, dirty, a lot of litter, um, somewhat dangerous. Um, I, I saw it all from a human perspective. But God called me to go and live there. Um, and the next Sunday that I uh, drove down there, everything looked different to me. I didn't see the dirt, I didn't see the danger. All I saw were people. I thought these are the people that God has called me uh, to be around. And the reason God loves cities is because he loves people. And, and as I saw each person, I just saw that God had made them and that I was being called to them and they were gonna be my people and I was gonna be their people. And so later, um, um, I ended up going to um, Esperanza Health Center. Um, I think what's been so life-changing to me um, is watching God um, working amongst us as people and being proximate to people that are uh, different from me, um, people that God loves. I like to say the best thing about my job is I have like a front row seat at watching God at work. And though I knew God for many, many years before I moved to North Philly, I, I, could, just, I could honestly say I see him at work almost every single day. He's doing great things there. He's God with us, Emmanuel, uh, wanting to be near us, and he's in North Philly, so I think you should come down. <laughs> um, so seeing God, serving God um, in North Philly kind of changes us as people. Um, I think it changes the way that we see things. And like for me, instead of seeing what the um, physical landscape of Philly looks like, I started to see people. I saw the things that God is seeing. And, so, and Esperanza, what, I'm, what is the beauty of it for me is to see God um, with shalom in mind and seeing what he's doing in people's 
um, health. I had been a hospital administrator in New York City before I came to Esperanza, and I was a Christian and I was living out my life and um, felt like this is a good space for me to be in. I'm, I'm doing something good for the world and I love God and try and live my faith in this way. But when I came to Esperanza, I found that um, it was this different view of we're all looking at the patient and thinking, what does God see in this patient? How does God see this? And so the, the patient was the center of everything, um, seeing our patients with God in mind. And it's just so beautiful to be able to partner with God and with others at Esperanza to kind of come around the patient to bring about, um, uh, walk with them as they bring about shalom. Secondly, I think we get to see Jesus at work um, in the work that we're doing. And I, you know, there's that um, Matthew 25 where um, uh, the master's separating the goats from the sheep. And um, it's interesting to me that both sets of people say, when did we see you hungry? The ones that served and the ones that didn't, they said, when did we see you? And, and Jesus says, when you served the one who is least considered in society, you're serving me. And so I feel that that's the great honor that we have at Esperanza, that we get to serve our patients and actually we're serving Jesus. Pretty beautiful. So proximity matters, and I think that's what I like about the theme of your um, missions conference here. It's right here, right now, um, and I feel like I found my place in ministry because of going close. I, I went to Nigeria, and I saw God right here and right now, and I, I went to this um, this church, and so I feel like that's what we're hoping to see happen in our world. That's the way God works, and so I want to invite you in any way to become proximate to the things that God's doing in our world, wherever that is. Also at Esperanza, um, a beautiful thing I've found is that um, the whole idea of God in church, he has um, created us so that not one of us really can do the shalom bringing that, he, um, that he's doing, um, but he calls us in to do that with others. And so it's been really cool for me to be at Esperanza and to see how um, together we see a much more beautiful picture of God because I see him through the eyes of others. Um, and we all um, learn more about our patients together. So in that light, I did bring a couple of my colleagues with me um, that um, I wanted to ask them if they could tell you a little something from their vantage point of uh, what God looks like and, how, and what he's doing in North Philly. And so um, the two people that are going to come up, the first one is going to be um, Re Rebecca um, Graber, and she is an alumni of Karen here. And I met her when she was a freshman, um, and we both went on a, a trip together um, with her in a class of um, our urban students, and um, we, we did uh, Guatemala together. But since then, she's gone, and she's gotten another degree, and she's um, one of our newest uh, behavior health consultants at Esperanza. I'd like to her to talk, come and maybe tell what she has seen about God. And then after that, Natalie um, Martinez-Bosser, she's our HR director, she's also had a very long and uh, beautiful um, ministry in Philadelphia, and we got to bring her here to be at Esperanza about last year, I think, yes. So I wanted to ask each of them if they could just tell you what their impressions of God at Esperanza are. Hi, everyone. Um, as Susan mentioned, my name is Rebecca Graber, and I'm the newest behavioral health consultant at Esperanza Health Center. 
and it is a privilege so far to work there. Um, and I do have to say that public speaking was not part of my job description, um, but here we are, and I joked around that I got recruited to come here today because I'm the most dispensable on the floor right now because I'm still in training. So I've actually only been working at Esperanza for um, about two months, and um, yeah, um, it, it feels really cool and um, kind of a strange full circle moment to be here with you guys today because I graduated from this university in 2018 and it was actually while I was here um, and I was a freshman and I was part of the um, urban Stud studies um, first year program that I first grew to love Philadelphia and I was first introduced to Esperanza. Um, and during, during my time here at Karen, I was really challenged to think about um, what is the significance that Jesus um, actually came to earth in the form of a human? He was actually born as a human. And um, he lived through so much of what it means, so much of what we experience as humans. He experienced grief. He experienced, experienced sorrow. He experienced pain. He experienced rejection and abandonment um, and being misunderstood. And... Um, the conclusion that I came to was that if I'm serious about serving a God who is willing to come to us in a human form and take on all of those things and take on our sin as well, um, that I have to be willing or I want to be willing to go towards hard things, not, not run away from hard things. Um, and actually my security and my comfort and, um, yeah, like, pursuing whatever is the next best thing for me is not the most important thing. Um, but as Christians, we're called to engage in the world, engage in the brokenness, um, not only in ourselves and come before God in that, but also in our neighbors and in our cities and in our country and in our world. Um, and as I've been reflecting on how I've seen God working in North Philly, um, just in the in the time I've lived there, which has been a, about a year, a little over a year, um, but then just the past few months at Esperanza, um, I think something that has really touched me um, as I've been observing, I've been kind of running around the different locations and getting to um, basically observe and um, participate in a lot of visits with medical providers, behavioral health consultants um, like myself and other uh, members of the medical team. And um, as I've been observing and I've been with them, something that has really touched me and struck me is how um, the people that I work with, uh, my coworkers, they, um, it's, it's so obvious that they genuinely see every single <clears throat> person that comes in through our doors as made in the image of God. And um, yeah, you, you can see it all over their faces. You can see it in the way that they interact, the way that they love, the way that they listen, they care. Um, the way that they all work together to make sure um, to do everything that we, we can to address someone's um, spiritual needs, medical needs, just to be a listening ear, mental health needs, um, and just to really come together in that way. And um, yeah, as, as I was kind of thinking about that, I, I was struck with the thought that if God can use us as imperfect and sinful humans to share such tangible um, just like such tangible uh, ways that he loves us, um, then how much greater and more whole and pure is God's love for every one of our patients 
and myself and for you. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's been on my mind recently. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's true, not, not when we have it together, right? But when we're at our most desperate and lowest, um, he sees us and um, he loves us wholly and holistically. And I know that the theme of your mission week is right here, right now, and that you're being asked to reflect on what's God calling you into or how can you engage in the world around you. Um, and I think that even before we start thinking about that, I want to invite all of you guys um, into something that I've been praying into for myself and um, those around me that, um, like, just praying, like, Lord, help me to have your eyes for the person in front of me, um, whoever they are, um, and, yeah, help me to see them as made in your image, um, it doesn't matter if they have a home or don't have a home. It doesn't matter if they have citizenship in this country or don't. It doesn't matter if they have a stigmatizing diagnosis or not. Um, yeah, those things don't matter um, as to like how, how God sees them and how, um, how we can love. So just praying, praying that. And I really do think that as God um, shows up and teaches us how to see each other as made in his image, um, as we're able to do that, like slowly and slowly, and it's a process. Um, but as we do that, it's, it's going to affect the way we live. It's going to affect our priorities. It's going to affect how we talk to each other, how we love each other, how we listen. Um, and, I, and so I think that's, yeah, my hope for us at Esperanza and for all of you guys. So thank you very much for listening and for being here. And I'm going to hand it over to Natalie. Good morning, everyone. It is really good to be here. I felt right at home as soon as I walked in because I saw that beautiful flag right there and I was like, I'm supposed to be here today. So I'm Colombian and so that is, just brings me joy and makes me feel at home. Thank you so much for having us today. Um, it really is a pleasure for me to be here because I, I love youth and young people. So being with you, I kind of feel young by association. Um, and it just reminds me of I spent over 20 years as a youth uh, leader and youth pastor, and so um, I know that this week, and I'm, I'm sure it's not just this week, but as you're trying to discern what God is calling you to do, it's a big deal. And, and uh, how many of you can say, like, you're wrestling with some things, trying to figure out, is this God? Is this me? Is this my mom and dad? Is this, you know, my community? Like, right? Um, so just want to back up a second. I'm, uh, I was born in Colombia, and I came here when I was eight years old, and, um, you know, which is a marvel in and of itself for God having sort of plucked me from my country and to bring me here, where I would get to meet him and actually get to know who he is and um, fall in love with him at a, at a young age. Um, I think that if he hadn't brought me here, I don't know what would have happened to me and whether I would have had the pleasure and the honor to get to know him as my savior and then to serve him. Um, so being in, um, a teenager, I was 17 years old when I began to go on short-term missions trips. And so I'm sure that you've probably all have gone to a, a, a missions trip already. If you haven't, um, it really is a wonderful way to see God at work in the world, right? It, it's so much bigger than the world that we surround like where we are right now in in our lives and so um, my first missions trip to Mexico when I was 17 was one of the most like 
um, poignant and marked moments where I, I saw that God was working in my heart and started to give me eyes for others, the way that he sees them. Um, and so for three years in a row, I went uh, to Mexico, to Peru, and just I felt like God was calling me to international missions. Um, but I was discerning that because it's just I didn't come from a family where, you know, missionaries were uh, a thing or that, you know, uh, my family was like, what do you mean God is calling you um, somewhere else? And so it was a different process for me, um, but I felt that God was calling me. And um, and fast forward a little bit, um, I realized through that discerning process that um, it was really important for me to... Uh, to lean into my my mentors. So one of the things that you know I would recommend today is that if you have mentors, um, to really you know lean into them um, because they, God gives you discernment and sort of a, in community sometimes. And because um, I was ready to go as soon as I graduated high school, I thought that I I was ready to go um, and be a missionary somewhere. But um, through discerning through uh, my mentors, it was uh, decided that it, that I would be more useful in ministry if I actually compete, went to college and finished, you know, completed my education and, and kind of um, just prepared better that way. Um, and so the, one of the things when I was in uh, Mexico the second time around, uh, this verse in Proverbs 31, 8, that says, uh, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. I started sensing that God was calling me um, to justice work, to, to speak for others, um, and to just kind of bringing together this idea of of being a missionary, serving others, um, but that didn't necessarily have to be overseas. This is my story, right? I, if God is calling you overseas, I think that's wonderful, and um, and I'll go with you uh, vicariously because I still love to go on missions trips. But um, I started feeling like God was calling me at, uh, to stay local to where I was. Um, so like I said at the beginning, I, I did a lot of youth work um, as a youth pastor. I went on to um, work with youth for over 20 years, and I haven't worked with youth directly for the past few years, but I still work um, as the, as a, with a nonprofit called Timoteo Sports, which is a youth serving organization in Philly. Anybody know Timoteo in, in the house? All right. Um, so I serve as a, a board chair there, and so I still um, am involved in the life of, of young people um, and just seeing the beauty of Philadelphia through these young people and the fact that um, God is at work in our city, you know, even, even with all the challenges. Um, he needs people to also bring light and to um, bear witness in, in our city. Um, I, moved, I went on to uh, seminary, I went on to uh, graduate school, and I just felt that God was keeping me in Philadelphia. I tried, trust me, I tried to leave Philadelphia many times. I tried, I'm like, God, are you sure you're not calling me here? You're not calling me to Peru? I went on um, to Guatemala, and Salvador, and I just like, okay, maybe this is where God is calling me, and maybe he'll let me stay here this time. And um, God somehow always brought me back home, um, and so allowed me to work through different nonprofits. I was able to work um, in the federal government, and all, all the things that I was doing were, were somehow related to justice and being a voice for those who cannot speak for themselves. And so um, I just saw God at work in my life in a different way. And, and I was so happy that he, that, he, that he saw me and he remembered me. Um, and I'm so glad that, I, that I'm here because 
uh, for a long time, actually. I always say that I've had a crush on Esperanza for a long time. Um, I partner with Esperanza with different organizations, um, but I was always on the outside just observing what God was doing and super like in awe of the fact that God will bring together these amazing people, doctors and nurses and community members to, to do such a beautiful ministry in, in a very hard place. Um, and so I was invited to work on, uh, to serve on the board for a little bit. And so I got to come into the doors and start um, getting to know Esperanza a little bit more. And then just sort of uh, the timing in life got opened a different door for me to step down from the board and then come in into this role as Director of Human Services, um, Human Resources, sorry. Um, and so I'm seeing, fast forward over the past 25 years, how God has allowed all the experiences that I've had, working with people, my you know, knowledge and the laws, and just coming together to be able to serve the staff of Esperanza, who was doing an amazing job at serving the community. So I get to use my pastoral skills. Um, at, in my trajectory, I was able to serve as a church planter, um, one of the people that helped start uh, City Reach Philly. And so just how God has allowed all the different skills and the experiences that he's given me to now be able to serve in this ministry at Esperanza. And so it's just um, a wonderful thing. And God has a plan for you. He, he absolutely will show you. He is a, a God of clear instruction. And so don't be, don't be afraid um, that if you don't know yet, uh, you will. And when, you are, and when you're in his will, you're going to know, and it's going to be wonderful. And so um, continue to just welcome him right here, right now. Um, I'm going to uh, turn back over to Susan so she share with you a little bit about um, some of the opportunities at Esperanza and um, pray us out. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks. Isn't it cool to those people? <laughs> I get to work with them. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so um, we are going to be around, and we do. I did want to invite you if you have any interest in uh, healthcare ministry or if you have any interest in Esperanza. Um, uh, if you're thinking right here, right now, you can come to North Philly. It's very close, and um, we have a lot of um, volunteer opportunities, and we would love, to, if you have any heart desire to be involved with Esperanza, that would be, we would love that. Um, we also have this thing in the summer called Summer Medical Institute, and it's for people that are interested in maybe serving in communities like Esperanza and medical students. Um, so uh, if you are thinking you want to go into the medical field, you would be eligible, and it's like a three-week um, immersion of inner city um, immersion experience where you spend time thinking about what is God doing here and what am I doing here and um, what, what's, he, what's he doing in our world. And it's a really powerful time. So if you have any interest in that, please let, let us know. I was thinking about um, how uh, ministry or mission work is um, uh, going into missions, I guess, is a little bit like skydiving. Um, I went skydiving a few years ago. Did anybody, has anybody been skydiving? I think I saw a couple hands. So I was really excited to go skydiving. Um, I, I, it was on my sister's bucket list, so I got her this trip for us both to go to skydiving. And I was very excited to go, but the only thing is I was like, I'm not sure about actually exiting the airplane. <laughs> like, I know I want to do this, but I'm not really sure if I can step out. And um, so um, the way it went was we got in the plane, and they said, okay, we're going to take you up, and um, 
uh, you're attached to a guide, like uh, so you you know you're not by yourself. You're attached to a guide, and um, they'll will get up there, and uh, the the pilot will look at you, and if you're ready, you go like this, and say you're ready. Um, but you can change your mind, and so if you don't want to go. You just don't go. You, they'll, they'll fly you back. Unfortunately, you don't get a refund, but they'll fly you back. Um, uh, but if you're ready, you know, then your guide will help you. And so I'm like, okay, so I did this. And my guide got me out of the plane. He just took us both uh, head first right out the plane. And that's how I got down. So it was very nice. But I was thinking about that's sort of the way mission work is, right? Um, we attach ourselves to our Savior. And we go in the plane, and if we're ready, we give that thumbs up, and he launches us into this adventure of a lifetime, and it's really wonderful. But you also have the opportunity to not go, and you can stay on the plane. So I want to encourage you to jump. It'll be great, wherever it is, if it's Esperanza, if it's somewhere else. Invite God to um, connect yourself to the Lord and ask him to launch you into the adventure that he has in mind for you. Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much for these students. Um, I thank you so much, God, for who you are in our world and the way you love each student here um, and how you love every place that they will end up. And that in your beautiful, um, mysterious way, you're building them for that and you're building the communities that they'll be in uh, for you, for you, for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, help us to see like you. Help us to be uh, loving and have a heart like yours. Help us, Lord, to see the need for you in our world and um, give us an excitement about that, Lord. Uh, give us an, a joy that comes from serving you. I pray that you would be with each of them as they contemplate where you're sending them, where you're, where you're taking them, how you will uh, continue to engage with them in, in their lives. Um, show them who you are, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.